This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Yo, what's up? Welcome inside the SI Gambling Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Corey and Frankie coming at you on a Monday to start the week. Getting ready to hop into some NBA, but we're going to start talking a little NFL. Frankie, what's up with you, my man? How was the weekend? Ah, uh, the weekend was very good. The whole overall week, I mean, the uh, it's it's just amazing. You know, you, right now, Corey, it's an amazing, amazing run for uh, the entire SI Pro community right now. It's just absolutely on a heater. We're thirty three and three in our last. 36 plays over in the Discord chat for all SI Pro premium players. And overall, Corey, I mean, it's just, it's an unbelievably amazing run. I mean, yesterday, I mean, we had the no doubt a lock of the year, the Bears minus seven, um, the Jets plus nine and a half that some of us were able to grab. And a lot of them were even able to grab in play as well as, you know, the Browns were completely shorthanded due to COVID-19, not having any wide receivers virtually dressed and ready for that game over at MetLife stadium not close from not too far away from you Corey, over in the uh the meadowlands over in new jersey yesterday and then having that over nine and a half in the first quarter that came through as well from a respected player that we respect very much uh over there as well you know getting that play home with the over first quarter nine and a half your boys came through and boy did they come through Corey, and it leaves your dallas cowboys alive to possibly win the nfc east and make the playoffs whoever thought of that that was possible Corey. I did not see that one coming right there, Frankie. So that's interesting stuff. And obviously, shout out to all the great work, you know what I'm saying, to the Vegas Whispers crew, getting it done, mainly you, getting it done and getting out there and getting those respected plays. Let's see what we can get done for tonight. Now we got Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots seeing a little bit of movement in this number uh, via the DraftKings Sportsbook where I'm checking. The Bills, I'm looking at the Bills laying seven and a half in this one. That number was sitting at seven. And also the total is sitting at 47. I saw 46 and a half earlier. So maybe I'm just looking, you know, maybe there's some different numbers out there, Frankie. But let's start with the spread on this one. We got the Buffalo Bills at seven and a half and it could be going up. Yeah, it's definitely on the move right now. I believe that that's the right side as well. I think this is a statement game for the Buffalo Bills. I believe that they're going to use this as the uh, official dagger that the Buffalo Bills are the kings of the AFC East, and they're looking to put the big, big bad Patriots to bed. And I think that they do so in a big way here. I think that there's this a complete flat spot and opportunity for the Patriots who have virtually nothing to play for, and that's unbelievable to be saying for a Bill Belichick coach team. But I think. 
a lot of us kind of were expecting it. I know I was. I can't wait to be able to cash my Buffalo Bills to win the AFC East that the shops were all over and that we gave over at SI Gambling back over the summer, that that was one of the strongest plays heading into the season, that they were all over expecting this kind of uh, advancement and this kind of opportunity for the Buffalo Bills to really take it by a stronghold. And Corey, it's also another one of our live plays over from Vegas Whispers. It was the uh, looking at the teaser. Uh, and I know that teasers, you know, we often love those over here yep. when we get the opportunity. And yesterday we teased uh, the uh, – Chicago Bears down to minus a half, and that was an easy winner. And it completes tonight with the Buffalo Bills at a pick'em. And I believe that this is the right side. I think that the Bills will not only win this game by seven, eight points. I envision that they'll win this game by double digits. I think that this is a statement game for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills as they head in. And I think that they are going to be a force to reckon with. I I believe honestly right now, Corey, they are the biggest threat to Patrick Mahomes going back. To another, you know, to a second straight possible Super Bowl uh, appearance because I think that they're the one team that can truly derail Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, even if they have to go into Arrowhead. Yeah, hey, I find that interesting, um, Frankie, that you say that, and I like this Buffalo Bill team a lot as well. When you, I, but I, I think I would not count out the Baltimore Ravens just yet. But when you look at the total on this one, Frankie, I like to play late season divisional unders we saw those cash yesterday three times at least that i can think of and here we got another late season divisional under uh a divisional uh, a late season divisional game now what do you think of this number right here if i was if, if I, i'm playing the under on this what's the sharp side you know, to, to be honest, I believe that the sharp side, I mean, earlier this morning, I haven't got my updated numbers, but earlier this morning, I reached out to some of my Vegas sources here and, and they told me that they were heavy, nearly 70, 68, 67, almost close to 70% to the under, yet this number is rising. Exactly. Scary. So it's a scary proposition. It's a number that, you know, I actually would look to stay away from, maybe jump in okay. in running because of the fact that I'm really not like, if, listen, as we, as I was alluding to earlier, I'm not so sure what you're going to get out of Cam Newton, but I do believe that the Buffalo Bills are going to be able to put up points. But do they slow down? And right now, Corey, it's tough to get behind any under in the NFL, as we see with some of these teams, because, you know, some of them could be looking at these games as like preseason opportunities. You're going to be seeing rookies or maybe second year or backups getting opportunities. So teams get the opportunity to see what they have going forward on their roster, who they what places they're going to need to you know address both in free agency as well as via the draft. So there's going to be opportunities for players who maybe shouldn't be on the field right now getting the opportunity against hungry teams. And I think that the Buffalo Bills, like I said, I think this is a statement game for them. So I'm worried that they could put up 30 plus points by themselves. If exactly. I was going to be, if I was going to be playing anything in terms of a total, I would actually be looking at the Buffalo Bills team total and maybe going over that number both in the first half and maybe even in the game. Or you know, that's that's how I would be playing it. But right now, I'm super heavy to the Bills both you know, on that teaser at a pick em. And I also laid minus seven early in the week. So, you know, I, I believe that this is an opportunity for the Bills to really roll. But this number is completely scary because, as I said, they said they, they informed me at several of the respected books that I have, you know, uh, connections to out here in Vegas. They were heavy to the under, but we're seeing this number rise lately and, you know, of late. So I'm, I'm worried. How many points are you going to get from Cam Newton and the, and the Patriots right now? 
I think if the over does come in, it's because the Buffalo Bills are running away with this game handling. I think that could be the case tonight. So that's good stuff right there. Okay, got five games on the NBA slate. And before we get into tonight's five games, I want to tell you about something that took place last night uh, while betting in the NBA. So New Orleans Pelicans and the um, – uh, who did the Pelicans play last night? Darn it. Um, it, was, it gets my mind. The San Antonio Spurs. Okay. The total on the game closed at 228, right? Mm-hmm. The and first with, quarter was 98-95, yep. The first quarter was a low-scoring first quarter, right? Yep. I believe the first quarter ended something like 18 to 16 or something like that. Very low-scoring first quarter. 20 points dropped off the closing number. So I thought it was a good time to hop in and hit the over. Because it figures the books can't be that far off. Both teams were shooting in the teens in the first quarter. So you figure, you know, two professional basketball teams, the scoring will pick up. Guys like DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, and, uh, you know, Brandon uh, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. But the scoring never really did pick up. It didn't get to the total. But was that the right thing to do? To, in, in all honesty, Corey, it should have been, especially for a game that stayed this close. Now, the only time that I would say that that is possibly not the way to be doing it is if we see that there's like a 15-point a or a 17-point edge, and it was a mm-hmm. blowout so, that, you know, that the NBA teams, you know, one team is just looking to take the air out of the ball and the air out of the shot clock, and, you know, when using the entire shot clock and just trying to really get out with the, with a victory. But this game was super close. But the issue that you had, you had the scoring picked up, obviously, in the second quarter. It picked up again with the high scoring total of the entire uh you know time you know in the third quarter but then the fourth quarter you just fell off i mean you're not expecting a game an nba game specifically that was this close to only finish with a 43 points fourth quarter that's where the issue lies is that there was a tremendous drop off once again from a pickup of second quarter and third quarter you apparently were on the right side but these NBA totals, it looks like it's a little bit crazy because I actually would agree that looks like that is the right way to play it, especially when you're getting 20 points of the better number of the pregame. But it just looks like the fourth quarter was just your your dagger that really put the you took the air out of that bet. All right, so let's get into some of tonight's action. And I think I just saw one game just drop off the board, so that's that stinks. Um, is the is the Nets and the Cavs still on the board, or is that tomorrow night? That's tomorrow night. I believe there's only you, you got you, you got the uh, oh no the Nets and the the no the Met, the Nets and, and Nets Memphis and the yeah, they're, they're playing tonight. Yeah, they're, they're the first game up on the board. Okay, they so that game there. dropped off the board, right? That game just dropped off the board mainly mm-hmm. because probably the Kevin Durant uh, will not be playing tonight, so you're not going to get Kevin Durant on the second night of a back to back. Yeah, that's Memphis, definitely it. The Memphis Grizzlies had beat this team twice last year. They beat them in Memphis, and they came to Jersey and blew them out. I was at the game, but they blew him out in Jersey. As a matter of fact, that then, well, let me not say that, but that could have been the night that I may have coughed backstage uh, <laughs> at the Barclays Center on March 11th. I may have coughed backstage at the Barclays Center, and uh, and, and it may have not helped the uh, the Brooklyn Nets. At the time, I did not know what was going on, why I was coughing like that. That's neither yeah. here nor there, Frank. You're going to leave mm-hmm. that alone. Yeah. So right now, let's get back to that game, see if that game pops back up on the board. I want to go to Atlanta and Detroit. Atlanta Hawks off to a good start this season. Got a couple of victories. The Detroit Pistons very well could be the worst team in the NBA. But, Frankie, I'm not touching this game because I'm not ready to lay 10 with Atlanta. What does it look like right now out there in Vegas? 
It looks like right now the steam is all towards, you know, back in the Hawks right now. And, then, you know, this this number opened out here at some shops out here in Vegas at as low as seven and a half uh, yesterday, Corey. You know, like while everyone was paying attention to the NFL slate, these numbers slid open. And, you know, mid-afternoon, early evening here in Vegas. And there were certain spots around town that opened at seven and a half. And this number has ballooned all the way up to 10. So, I, I you know, it appears that uh, there's a lot of love for the Hawks, but I just don't know if I'm willing to lay double digits right now with a lot of these teams until I see more of the models come to fruition. There's been very little uh, words and spoken from the Vegas Whispers shops who have really taken the time off from the NBA as they're waiting for the numbers to really settle in and no see what's really to, to be happening. But, you know, that's an interesting move to a game right now. I'm, I'm wondering if anyone from the Pistons is going to be missing the game tonight or if this is just really strong love to the to the Atlanta team right now and as you alluded to you know they're they're playing well they do have one of the most exciting point guards in the entire country um you know an entire you know league right now and the and listen Trey Young is just you know he's 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 an amazing talent but the 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 amazing thing to me Corey is that you look at this number the number has gone up on the side nearly three points, okay? Yep. But the total, which opened at 226.5, has dropped nearly three points, coming down to 223. So there's some, you know, an, an interesting, you know, unforeseen, you're not expecting correlation between the side going up but the total dropping. So it looks like a lot of people are expecting the Hawks to maybe get out to a big lead, take the air out of the ball, Detroit might not score as much, and maybe Atlanta win this game by double digits, but not as high scoring as a lot of the odds makers were early, you know, easily predicting. We've seen some unders come in for the Hawks so far this year. Uh, the Hawks don't play good defense, but they caught Memphis on a bad shooting night. Uh, the first game the Hawks played this year, they also um, caught a team on a bad shooting night. Now, the Pistons can't shoot at all. And as far as people being out for the Pistons, it's really just Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose. And both of those guys are well past their prime. Derrick Rose was like he's probably in his last leg. And Blake Griffin is all of a sudden a three-point shooter, um, which is not going to be good. So the Pistons could very well be the worst team in the league. I'm not ready to lay 10 with the Hawks just yet, though, even though they have looked good. Uh, so far this season. Then we have the Utah Jazz and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Utah uh, got a big win to start the season, and they came back and they had a, a, a loss that they shouldn't have took um, the other night. And the Oklahoma City Thunder, they had that game where James Harden didn't play, so they missed that game. In their first game of the year, they had a come-from-behind victory over the Afro no, over the Charlotte Hornets, who beat the Nets yesterday. Now, Oklahoma City can beat Charlotte because Charlotte's not that good. I don't have Oklahoma City hanging with Utah. Do I want to lay nine? Not necessarily, but I will tonight. I don't like betting favorites, but I will lay nine with the Utah Jazz tonight, Frankie. Yeah, well, it's it's it, this is easily Corey the biggest mover on the entire NBA slate for Monday. And right now, I mean, Utah opened out here at one respected shop yesterday in Vegas yesterday afternoon with Utah only laying minus five. And as you alluded to, this number is now ballooned all the way up to minus nine. So there's a lot of Utah love, Corey. And I could see you, uh, and I could agree with being, uh, you know, not wanting to get in front of that steam right now because it seems like something's up with this game because it's the bigger mo biggest mover. So you know, listen. If you're looking to tease it, why not tease Utah and the Buffalo Bills? That looks like a people's parlay. That could be a nice people's parlay. That's a good call right there out of you, Frankie. Um, See, the thing with Oklahoma City is I think they can beat similar or less competition, 
even with the Jazz going on the road, I think that this one could get ugly. The Jazz already have a 20-point victory this year over a Portland Trailblazer team that a lot of people like. But see, the Jazz tend to play kind of to the level of their opponents at times. But I think coming off a loss, I do like the Jazz to win this game. Lane and nine is going to be tough. I did give it out as a best bet because I kind of have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's probably was one of the more attractive options on the board tonight. Mm-hmm. But more than likely on my own personal ticket, it would be some kind of parlay um, that I would throw this Utah Jazz money line and try to find some juice or some value that way. Um, then the next one that's interesting to me also, the Houston Rockets and the Denver Nuggets tonight. This game is in Denver. The Nuggets are laying six and a half. The Rockets catching six. Now, the Rockets are, like I always talk about, a trendy underdog tonight. Um, you Obviously, we have a situation where Oklahoma, I mean, where uh, Denver Nuggets are coming off uh, back-to-back losses. They haven't won a game yet to start the season. Had that loss against the Kings. Then they had that loss against the Nasty loss against the Clippers. So I think the Nuggets get back at it tonight. I think they get a win. I'm willing to lay the six and a half. But here's the thing. Are the Rockets a trendy underdog? Oof. It look it, it sure as heck seems that way, Corey. But, you know, the thing that makes me a little bit concerned about that is when I reached out to some of my sources out here in Vegas prior to, you know, us talking, you know, and I want to get some NBA insights, you know, because I haven't had too many of them because, yeah. you know, obviously we've just been focusing on bowl season and, and NFL. They told me that they're actually high to the Houston side. So there's no reverse steam here. The love is towards Houston. And the love towards Houston, we've seen this number come down. It opened in Vegas yesterday with uh, the Rockets getting eight points. That number is now down to six and a half around a lot of shops out here in Vegas. And, you know, Corey, the way that we look at it now when we see all this stuff, if it's going to be high on the, you know, they're going to be high on that liability early, that number is dropping because they are high. So I don't know if that is the right side or not, but it looks like it's apparently a side that a lot of people are on. Now, they, they didn't, you know, decipher for me or let me know if that is shop money that's moving that line or if that's public money. But they said that they had 59% of the money. It's not crazy high, but they said they were, they were high. 59% was the reported number to the Houston side. And not only that, but it looked like there was uh, some strong love for the Houston Rockets as well and the money line uh, looking to back, you know, maybe, uh, listen, you tell me, Corey, you're the NBA guy. Is Harden going to come out to play tonight? He came out to play in his first game. Is he going to do it again? He got 44 in that first game. Now he's going into the altitude in Denver tonight. And obviously a professional basketball player, especially playing in the Western Conference, they made plenty of trips to Denver. My thing is I don't see the Nuggets losing three in a row to start the season. On uh, The situation with DeMarcus Cousins and Jamal and, and John Wall. So we got to see what that is. See, see, here's the thing, Frankie. Like In the NFL and college football, a lot of it I'm willing to just stick to how the money moves and the numbers and stuff like that. In the NBA, I'm going to stick to my systems. And my system tells me that when I see a a team like Denver, who is on a losing streak, and a team like um the you know the, the Rockets who had that big game from Harden, it's like to me that's a trendy underdog. And for the most part, I'm going to fade the trendy dog or not play it. Now if I parlay this with the Utah Jazz, I come out at minus $1.47, which is not the kind of juice I want to lay on a two-team parlay, but this is a five-game slate. Yeah, well, what about if you add in the Buffalo Bills on the money line and see, do you get it possibly plus money on a three-teamer? Yeah, let's just try that right now, Frankie. You know, listen, I, I don't mind putting together three. I mean, every, you know, I mean, I've had a good weekend. You know, I'm not going to win every night. That puts it up to plus 116. 
There you go. You get out of that negative territory that I don't like to play, especially if you're going to be looking to play Paulies. But I, that's I, I agree with you 100%. Me personally, I feel that this number is being steamed because a lot of people saw what James Harden brought to the table in his first game back. We know that he's disgruntled. We know he wants out of Houston. So I don't know what you're really going to get for him tonight. But I think that this is a get right spot for Denver, as you alluded to, to finally get back to their winning ways. And right now, I think this number is being driven down and you're getting a better number because there's so many people out there that are looking for that, you know, jump out onto that James Harden bandwagon and saying, wow, I can get James Harden plus points. So I don't really want to mess around with the spread, especially when it comes to early NBA games. But yeah. I do but I do believe that Denver could be the right side on the money line. And if I could hook them up, you know, like you said, maybe with Utah, that looks like it's possibly the lock of the night tonight. And then the Buffalo Bills that we already know the Vegas Whisper Shops are all over. If I can get all hook up those three teams right there and I'm going to be able to get plus odds, that might be the way to go, especially with the people's parlor. That could be a very interesting people's parlay right there as well. So, you know, like I said, you know, I think Frankie, I think a lot of it is, you know, like I said, like, you know, you, like you said, in, in the NBA, I like to tout these games, I like to break it down and handicap these games, kind of power rank them. And you go through ebbs and flows, you know, last season in betting basketball, we started 11 and four. And then the next 15 games, we went 2-13. and 13. It's frustrating, but it doesn't mean that you change your system, correct? No, it's definitely you – don't, you don't look to change the system, you know, but you have to do – you may have to adjust because you don't really know what you're going to get. Like last year, we know what kind of havoc playing in a bubble did. Now these yeah. players are playing in arenas with, you know, virtually no fans, very little fans, if, if any fans. So that is definitely an interesting thing, especially in the NBA where when teams go on runs and they get those big, you know, heaters, a lot of times you're not, you know – Listen, we know that they're amping in chance of defense. We know there's crowd noise being amped in as well. But it's not the same. Exactly. You know, they don't have a lot, you know, and, and that's really why I tend to look at the unders in these spots because I feel like these players don't have that added motivation at points. But, you know, listen, you, you, you know that you also got that other game with that guy that we refer to. He has a terrible nickname out here in Vegas. You know that we brought it into our program. You know, when he's that, you know, the king of, taking your money. We won't yeah. say who that is. He's up later on at the end of the night and he's facing a Portland team, Corey, who is, you know, listen, despite being one and one on the season, they're owing two ATS and that's what betters really care about. But be careful tonight because it looks like LeBron, maybe Corey, he gave you some money. He looked like Santa, but he looks like he's in a spot tonight, in my opinion, to be the Grinch. I think that Portland looks like the live dog. And listen, it's interesting because we saw LeBron James turn his ankle um, uh, uh, halfway through that game yesterday. He came up lame a little bit, did come back, return to the game, but they were clearly blowing out the Minnesota Timberwolves. But I was going to say I was going to get to that game. But hey, let's, let's do that game. Then I got one more thing I want to run past you. Um, at the Los Angeles Lakers and the Portland Trailblazers, oh boy, I just saw this number for the first time in a while. This number really has uh, steamed down. And you're right, the Trailblazers do look like a live dog in this one. We saw the Trailblazers go into the Spaceship Center last year when the regular season pre-bubble and absolutely lay one on the Lakers. And, of course, the Lakers got into their groove in the bubble, and they won that series against them four games to one. Three and a half is the number now with the Los Angeles Lakers. I would not touch this with a 10-foot pole. 
No, I wouldn't either. But like I said, you know, a lot of people are going to back on it because, you know, as we know that, you know, we always refer to him, LeBron, the, the king. king. taking money. Exactly. He gave it to everyone. It looked like Santa Claus, you know, on, you know, and, and gave everybody, you know, their money, you know, everyone who backed them. And they're off to a good start, obviously. You know, they're, you know, they're there and they're looking like they're the team and they're two and one and they're two and one, most importantly, ATS right now. But boy, does this look like a spot where he could burn some people? And I listen. It's either it's either Portland plus the three and a half for me, or it's a stay away. I just feel that this could be a spot where there's going to be a lot of lake of love. Uh, but you know, listen, th- there's reverse theme in this game, Corey. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the respected bo- books told me they have right now. And listen, I know the numbers are skewed. There's a lot of Laker love here. There's a lot of people who came into town from California that were here for the Christmas holiday. You know, when they're still here looking to stay for the New Year's holiday, despite the pandemic that we're going through, because Vegas is still open. The sports books are still open. A lot of the casinos, obviously, are still open as well. But this number, Corey, they said that right now. Sixty-seven percent of their money is on the Lakers, yet they dropped the, the line a point. So, what so does that have, tell you? There's, there's some respected money moving that because all the money is high on the Lakers and LeBron, yet that number is tumbling. You can see LeBron play limited minutes, or maybe even if he does get out there tonight, it'll be interesting to see. Now, I want to talk about the situation yesterday, Frankie, and yesterday, and particularly because yesterday was a Sunday, and I was always taught by some of the dudes that I came up around with betting the NBA, that Mondays were the day that the NBAs were funky because the dudes, these players, spend all weekend partying. But then I had another guy tell me, the players party all throughout the course of the week. So it doesn't really make a difference whether it's the weekend or the weekday. But yesterday, for example, we saw the Mavericks beat the Clippers by 50. We saw the Nets, who looked unstoppable, Lose to the Hornets, who might be one of the worst teams in the league. We saw the the Spurs cover against the Pelicans. We saw the Cavaliers blow out the 76ers. Even without Joel Embiid, it still shouldn't have been a 25-point victory. We saw the Nets beat the Bucks. The Knicks, excuse me, beat the Bucks by 20. We saw the Celtics lose to the Pacers by a point. And then, of course, we had the Warriors and the Bulls, which is about to pick them. And then we had the Suns knock off the Kings. Why is there any? Is, can you think of it? Should we be watching? Should we pay attention to underdogs on Sundays? Because, like I tell people, uh, on the NBA slate, Frankie, an uh, underdog is going to win every night. But on yesterday, the first Sunday of the season, we saw a ton of underdogs win, and I'm talking about big underdogs. Yeah, well, I think that there's going to be a lot more attention coming to those underdogs, especially in the NBA card, because we know that there's only one more full week left of the NFL. We know that NFL is king. So you're going to get those opportunities. But the the, the odds makers are going to start to get these numbers right. Um, And you're not going to see as many uh, opportunities. But I do agree. Listen, listen, the one thing I have to say, though, Corey, which is, you know, in direct contrast to you there, if there was any day of the week where the craziest things happened out here in Vegas, it's referred to, yep, it's called Freaky Friday out here. All sports bettors, all odds makers, they talk about it. Friday is the day. That's why it's called Freaky Friday. The craziest things happen. And usually it's because, I'll be honest, Corey, 
most people, when they're coming into town, they're usually getting here on a Friday. They're here in time to get their bets down for Friday night, and they are getting absolutely crushed on those days. And you got to hope that you have enough money to be able to, you know, hit the park, <laughs> hit, 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 be able to enjoy last until the rest of the weekend. Exactly. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. So, you know, the odds makers love it. They really do because, uh, they, you know, most of the times, like I said, Freaky Friday crushes square betters. You know, everyone who comes into town, you'll see the most upsets, the mo- you know, across all sports. It doesn't matter what sport it may be, if it's Friday night football, if it's the NHL uh, with a $3 or $4 favorite going down um, or a play that a lot of people were just loving. But because of COVID-19, Friday really hasn't been – you know, a freaky Friday, and there hasn't been a crazy amount of action on Fridays as well. But that's going to all come to change, Corey. But you're right. I mean, the opportunities on Sunday on stale lines, on lines that really haven't been, Especially you know. Especially with, foot, with a full slate of football going Exactly. On. You're 100% right. And you know that that's going to continue as we get into the playoffs, the expanded NFL playoffs, because of the fact that there's going to be a lot of love with the people looking at the wild card round, the divisional round. And there's opportunities out there on Sundays. You may be onto something that the NBA is something to really be looking at on Sundays. It hasn't been something that I've been uh, aware of or brought to my attention. But now that you've discussed it, I'm going to actually start to look on my own now and pay more a little bit more attention to the lines on Sundays to see what's around for the NBA. But as I said, with the Vegas Whispers shop staying away right now on the early slate, waiting to really see their numbers, I'm assuming that their algorithms and their models are going to take a little bit of time and they're going to wait. And when they do, they'll jump in the same way that they jumped in with the NCAA and they'll be jumping in on the NBA. But I'll I'll be honest, I think that you're right in terms of if I want to be on a side right now, it would probably be on the side of the underdogs because I feel that maybe some of these numbers might be skewed and might not be as accurate from the odds makers, you know, in the early going, especially with no fans, teams outside of the bubble, obviously players being rested. That's the biggest thing that you got to worry about. Corey, as you were doing this taping, you already saw that, you know, the obviously the Brooklyn Nets line came down because there's no Kevin Durant. So you got to worry about NBA teams wrestling players. And that's my biggest issue and my biggest qualm with betting on NBA games, which I often don't look to do. And if I do do it, it's usually at minuscule units compared to any of the other sports that I'm normally getting down on because the craziest things do happen in the NBA. And I don't like betting an early NBA line and then finding out that only an hour before or a half hour before that line has now moved five, six points against me because star players have been announced out through the rest. So that's why I'm always a little bit skeptical about NBA wagering. It might be best to fire on some of these games closer to tip off. Now, one thing that I have seen that I think can help betters uh, fade the Milwaukee Bucks. And I've been saying it since we started talking basketball, or at least, you know, was doing basketball talk on the national videos. Fade the Milwaukee Bucks. They're not the same team as they were last year. They're not the same team as they were before the pandemic. But they were terrible. They were terrible after the All-Star break. Then they went down to the bubble and they were terrible. They had the game where Jason Tatum beat them, you know, with the big shot late and Giannis missed the free throws, right? Well, here's the thing. They were down 17 in that game. That's the game where they were a favorite. They were down 17 in that game. Then, of course, they blew out the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors hung with them in the first half of that game. And the Warriors were shooting horrible. And then yesterday they go to Madison Square Garden and lose to the Knicks by 20. They're full team. The Milwaukee Bucks are not the same. 
I think we can get Bucks betting against the Bucks to start the season, Frankie. Yeah, it looks that way, and that's a little bit disturbing for me to admit because one of uh, you know the Villanova heroes, Dante DiVincenzo, is finally yes. getting his chance to play. Yeah. Yep, the big ragu is finally getting there, and you know uh, it, it's tough for me right now because I've been you know following Dante. He was in uh, you know, a vital part to that championship game, coming off the bench with thirty points against Michigan, and you know, and I've always been uh, a big fan of his going forward. And you know, last year was an injured, an injury plagued uh, rookie season where he was up and down, and he was in the D League. Now he's getting that opportunity i did catch some of that little bit of that nick game yesterday i was shocked to see how the knicks really you know took them to task in that game so you may be on to something it looks like the bucks are struggling for an identity um giannis uh you know listen the the greek freak is is struggling a little bit right now i saw him dribble a couple of times trying to back people down against the knicks dribbling off his own foot you know look a little bit flimsy at times i don't know it looked like uh the bucks maybe yeah it looks like the it, 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 it yeah, well, you very much might be onto something because He's I don't want to be saying MVPs that. Out of it, Frankie. He's got yeah. two MVPs. We got to find a Villanova basketball player for you to root for because Kyle Lowry and the Toronto Raptors not gonna happen this year either. Yeah, well, there's a lot of them all scattered around. You know, I don't yeah, know Eric Pascal in Golden yeah, State, but yeah, uh, they're not winning anything there. Yep, I don't. I don't know if they're going to win again. With the, obviously they're missing a big cog, missing you know their their star shooting guard. So that's that's a big issue for them with him being out. Yeah, I got Jalen Brunson over in in Dallas. Uh, you know, playing. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. that could work, you know, and that it's going to take maybe some more help. I don't believe that Mikael Bridges, who's playing well, is going to get the opportunity to compete for a national, uh, excuse me, for an NBA championship over with the Phoenix Suns just yet. And then on top of it, you know, they, they got my guy that's all about Hart, and that's Josh Hart. You know, ever since he got traded from the Lakers, he's over with the Pelicans now. I don't think the Pelicans are going to be competing, obviously, also in the West. It's too hard for them to get through with the Clippers and the, and the Lakers over there right now. So I don't know, think that they'll be having anything, but and listen, Corey, I'd be remiss if I didn't, but talking about Villanova stuff, I just want to send out my prayers to the head coach of Villanova, Jay Wright, who unfortunately it was announced yesterday uh, was uh, diagnosed with COVID-19. Coach, I hope you get well. Uh, I was able to text him yesterday and we were able to you know, correspond between the two of us. And he says he's he's doing well, uh, but you're in our prayers over here at SI Gambling and the whole SI Pro and SI Sports Illustrated family coach. So get well because you obviously, as we all know, he's one of the best coaches uh, in the college ranks right now who's on his way after two national championships and maybe probably even, you know, hopefully some more in the future is on his way to entering the Hall of Fame for uh, college coaches because he's one of the best in the land. Get better soon, coach. No doubt. Shout out to Jay Wright and the Villanova Wildcats. For my man, Frankie, is Corey Parson, Fantasy Executive, SI Gambling Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings. We are out.